Hi, welcome to you, me, and TV. I'm Mike. I'm Gia. And today we're going to be talking about the pilot episode of Dead to Me. Dead to Me was created by Liz Feldman. Season 1 premiered on May 3rd, 2019. Dead to Me is a Netflix original, and Netflix has renewed Dead to Me for a second season. They're actually going to call that one Dead to Me, with like the number two. <laughs> All right. That's not true. All right. Hey, let's start it off. We're going to read the Netflix description for you. So, here we go. Her husband, dead. Her grief, rage, and wine glass, overflowing. With her new BFF riding shotgun, she's speeding toward rock bottom. Hmm. What do you think about that Netflix description, Gia? It's interesting that they're using like driving imagery because driving uh, will end up being pretty important to the plot. I think so. I think so. Hey, I like this description too. I think it's um, I think it's kind of goofy and mm -hmm. it's kind of funny too yeah it does a good job setting the tone for the show yeah because this is a dark comedy mm -hmm. it's definitely deals with some heavy issues but it's definitely it's hilarious yeah it is it's a funny show and it's interesting because you could easily see this material being just like a straight drama yeah mm -hmm. well hey let's talk a little bit about the background of the show before we get into it so dead to me it's produced by gloria sanchez productions and cbs television studios and Gloria Sanchez Productions is actually the sister company to Gary Sanchez Productions, which is uh, the company that was founded by Will Ferrell and Adam McKay. Um, then who's Gary Sanchez and who's Gloria Sanchez? <laughs> Gary Sanchez is like a made-up person. I think I saw oh. when I was, uh, I read an article about the formation of this company, which this one's run by a woman named Jessica Elbaum. And, um, Gloria Sanchez Productions. Is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, they put out a press release or something like that Will Ferrell and Adam McKay mm -hmm. did and said, uh, Gary is very confident in this. And I think so he's I like want to Colonel Sanders. Maybe <laughs> I, I want to say they referred to Gloria Sanchez as his niece or something like that too. Maybe his daughter. <laughs> I don't know. Niece is funnier. So maybe that's what it is. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> Gloria Sanchez productions focuses on creating female led film and TV projects. And, mm -hmm. um, they also produced the show. I'm sorry on true TV, which is also streaming on Netflix season one. Yeah. And which is, one of my all-time favorite shows. It's like a new favorite, but it's a favorite. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. And th this whole idea that um, this show is put out by a production company focusing on these female-driven uh, characters and writers and directors mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff... Um, I think that's cool. I think it fits the the vibe of the show, and that's mm -hmm. just a that's just a cool thing that that they're doing is making yeah. sure to get more of those shows out there. Because like we said, we love. I'm sorry, we're into dead to me, mm -hmm. and so yeah, that's cool. So let me talk a little bit about the creator, Liz Feldman. Um, in an interview with the Rap, she talked a little bit about kind of her inspiration for some of the feelings and incidents in her life that kind of helped her to come up with the idea for the show. So she said. I had just turned 40, and on my 40th birthday, very unexpectedly and sadly, my cousin passed away. He was not much older than me, so I was in a weird, dark place. I was at that point on my fifth or sixth year of trying to get pregnant, and I was on fertility hormones. I was grieving, Feldman told the rap, and here I am now at this pitch meeting, and they're asking me if I have anything for two women, and I just, I just kind of, something just kind of popped into my brain, she says. Then came a eureka moment. I was like, one of them is a widow, and she meets the other one in a grief support group, and the other one isn't exactly who she says she is, she recalls. So that's the setup of the show. That's basically. pretty much it, yeah. <laughs> and we've got the woman, Christina Applegate, uh, playing Jen Harding, and the woman that she meets at the grief group, uh, Linda Cardellini, uh, playing Judy Hale. Um, mm -hmm. Which, you know, those two, that's, that's a fun cast right there. Yeah. Christina Applegate, she's been in so many things that people yeah. enjoy. Married with children. Her, yeah, I, we never really watched that. She got really popular. I think my parents watched it a little bit, so I remember being, I remember seeing it when I was a kid. I remember a lot of people weren't allowed to watch that show. I don't, my, my <laughs> parents never enforced any of those kind of things. But no, mine didn't either. Yeah, it was yeah. a little bit before our time too, I feel like. It was like an edgy show and we were like five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. And then um, she was an anchorman. With course, Will Ferrell, so there's Will that Ferrell. connection there. Yeah. And, um, oh, and she's in the movie Mafia, which is something oh, that we yeah. enjoy a lot and we've referenced <laughs> we a reference few times on the podcast here. We our lives. Mafia yeah. is just a dumb, <laughs> one of those spoof movies. It's from the people who made Airplane, but like yeah. way after Airplane not, came out. Those spoof movies are not a genre that I typically enjoy very much, but Mafia is a good one. It's so funny. Yeah. Uh, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say she's in another show that we um, enjoyed, which is Up All Night. 
Oh, right. Yeah, I forgot about Up yeah. All Night. Yeah, yeah. with uh, Will Arnett, where mm-hmm. they've got a, a new baby. Yeah, and uh, Maya Rudolph is yeah. in that, too. Yeah, that's a cool show. Mm-hmm. And then we got Linda Cardellini. Uh, Cardellini. I'm having a hard time saying that. <laughs> Linda Cardellini, who has been in plenty of things. Not that many things that I've really seen her in, though, other than we mentioned last week on the podcast. She's on... Uh, Boy Meets World. Yeah, she plays Lauren. Uh, one of the all-time Corey, villains. Yeah, <laughs> villains, yeah. Corey meets her at a ski lodge, I believe, and it shakes up his it shakes relationship it up. with Topanga. So. Although I feel like that the idea that she's a villain is probably yeah, not I mean, the vibe that... Yeah, perfectly nice girl you know, on it, but, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. I'm taking but, that male viewpoint on things that <laughs> it's probably not uh, correct for this sort of show and, and this, probably, this era. Yeah, probably not, but <laughs> yeah. it's, it, you do like, because of that and because, I mean, for people who are around our age, Boy Meets World was such a like a popular show and everybody was really invested in the Corey Topanka relationship. So you, as whenever I see Linda Cardellini, I have strong feelings I about know. her. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. And then of course she was on Freaks and Geeks. Oh yeah. She mm-hmm. was in the Scooby-Doo movies. I think she was Velma. I never saw those. No. Yeah. And then she was also in like a season of Mad Men. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. Mad Men. Mm -hmm. And uh, well, hey, should we just kind of get into the episode? I feel like I feel like I want to get into the episode. Let's do it. Let's do it. So it starts off and there's a uh, there's there's a someone's dropping off a um, a neighbor is dropping off a lasagna. Can I call it a lasagna? A a casserole? casserole. Yeah. At Uh. uh at her name is Jen Christina Applegate's house, mm-hmm. and we start to Which find is a big nice house. It's a it is it, yeah it's yeah. a really nice house yeah, mm-hmm. and um, the neighbors. <laughs> she says it's her take on Mexican lasagna as she's <laughs> describing the dish to her. Yeah, which that sounds weird and gross. Yeah. And Christina or Jen Christina Applegate's character is looking at her like not into any of this. Not like, into that doesn't any sound of it. appetizing. Also. You can tell she's going through a tough time and this isn't necessarily helping the way the neighbor is hoping it will. Right. But um, also, I just love it's my take on Mexican lasagna as though like Mexican lasagna is already a thing. And, and, and this you is her own a, creative a spin on because I would think the Mexican part is what that's would the, be their the take on lasagna. on lasagna. Yeah, that's their take on lasagna. Also, later on in the episode, we find out there's raisins in it. Yes. I don't, I don't know. I don't know where that came from, but it sounds terrible. <laughs> but people are bringing food over to uh, Christina Applegate. We can just call them by their those names. Uh, Christina Applegate's yeah. house. We'll do that a lot on this podcast. We'll call people characters by the actors' names. It's just Sorry. easier. This is just the, the first, first episode. episode. We're not that yeah. invested yet. Um, though we have seen the whole season. Yeah. And we're going to keep this spoiler free except for the first episode. Yeah, so, so we will spoil the first episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Um, but anyway, we do find out why they're bringing food over. Uh, the neighbor, you know, says, just can't imagine what you're going through. And Jen, Christina Applegate, replies, well, it's like if your husband got hit by a car and died suddenly and violently, which is what happened to her. Wait, to her husband. To her husband, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she, like, really, like, deadpans that line. Yeah, that whole part sort of establishes the comedic, the dark comedic tone of mm-hmm, the show. And, like, mm-hmm. I really I really like that opening. It's a really good opening. And then contrast that, um, you know, the, I guess, the sadness of what's going on mm-hmm. with, we see a title card uh, that says Dead to Me. Mm-hmm. And we start to hear some music playing. Get Happy. Uh, do you yeah. want to sing a little bit of that, Gia? Um... Forget, forget your troubles, come on, get happy. Guys, if you like Gia singing, <laughs> we mentioned this on some of the earlier episodes. You know, mention it in your five-star reviews on, on Apple Podcasts. Right. You just, no, <laughs> don't do it. Okay. Well, give us if the five-star review. If you do it, you'll be dead to me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Shots fired. They are. <laughs> <laughs> but that's so, like a Judy Garland song, right? Like, yeah, like that's. A, I looked it up on Wikipedia. That's like the most famous version. It's from uh, Summerstock, which is a musical. Okay. And I that guess. was like, was it about the Depression? About the Great Depression? I'm going to be honest with you. I have zero, <laughs> zero idea. <laughs> all right, about I think that. that's what it's about. Speaking of musicals, I don't think this is related at all, but um, I was listening to, you know, if you're if this is your first episode of the podcast, we like to veer off and kind of just talk about yeah. what the different things yeah, in the show remind us of. Yeah, because it's you, me, and TV. We so talk, we're about talk about you. We talk about yeah. me. 
And we talk about TV. Yeah. We're talking about it all, but we're focusing yep. just on that first episode and some of the stuff sort of adjacent to it. Yeah. So, yeah, so, I heard it. Sorry a, if this is a lot of tangents for you, but that's what we're doing. Shots fired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I heard an interview with um, Christina Applegate. She was on Fresh Air with Terry Gross. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, can we get interviewed by Terry Gross someday, please? That's the dream. <laughs> it really is. Then, or, yeah, I would even settle for it. Like, in our, in our local community, we have... All Sides with Ann Fisher, which is on um, like our local yeah, WOSU station. Yeah. yeah. And so she's like the local Terry Gross. So I would settle for that. That, that would be if That wouldn't even be settling. True. That would no, be a No, it would not. It would be great. <laughs> so, Terry so, Gross, Ann Fisher. Oh my gosh. We would love to talk if with you. If you're listening. <laughs> so um, You're alive to me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is that a saying? Yep, it is. <laughs> I'm going to start saying that to people. <laughs> hey, you, you're alive to me. <laughs> It's dark. I don't like that. Yeah. That's uh, foreboding. Okay. Uh, but no, in the interview, Christina Applegate was telling Terry Gross, they were talking about this, which I never heard about this before. She um, did musicals uh, briefly. She did a performance of, oh man, what's the sweet, Harry sweet. Did or Christina? Christina Applegate did. <laughs> sweet Charity. Is that the name of a musical? It sounds familiar. I feel like that's the name of it, but she was just telling the story how she broke her ankle or something like that on stage while singing and dancing Mm -hmm. and then continued to dance for like another half hour and stuff like that. And it just sounded terrible. Um, But it was cool to hear her like talking about how hard the audition process was and Mm -hmm. everything because she was like 2005 or 2008 or something. She was already really established and still having to go through all that. Oh, wow. It was a really interesting interview. I really, I I like Christina Applegate. I'm telling Mm -hmm. you what, Um, she's a beautiful woman and she's funny mm-hmm, those are my mm-hmm. two my two things that's yeah. you can't see she's on the podcast you can hear it but you can't see it <laughs> gia is beautiful so oh, hey that's nice yeah you know um so anyway let's talk about this though um we hear that music playing get happiest playing and we see um christina applegate she is driving along uh sort of along the ocean kind of mm-hmm. and um, which is reminiscent of the show we did last week yeah last week we did big little lies mm-hmm. that was along the ocean as well that was yeah. in monterey california this is in laguna beach not to be confused with the show laguna beach but i think i saw a sign somewhere that did say laguna beach at one point i saw one that said palm springs are those places close to each other i have I'm no not really idea sure. but i definitely saw Maybe. laguna beach signed it's by the beach for sure california yes <laughs> <laughs> they definitely, go to a, definitely america they go to a, a few different I'm places sure in it's california on planet Earth. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but Jen, Christina Applegate, is pulling up to a grief group, which is sort of like, it's at like an outdoor shelter house kind of thing by mm-hmm. the ocean. And uh, and she's going to a grief group because her husband recently was, you know, hit and killed in a hit mm-hmm. and run. And um, as she's going up there, she gets some coffee from the little table they've got set up, mm-hmm. which is where she meets Judy played by Linda Cardellini. Mm-hmm. And they have a fun little interaction there because uh, Christina Applegate gets some coffee out of the little machine there and it's mm-hmm. it's like it's like gross. And yeah. she's like, uh, oh, this coffee is disgusting. Don't try it. And and Judy is like, oh, I made the coffee. And mm-hmm. she's, like, uh, she's like, I'm just kidding. So it's a little awkward interaction yeah. there. Um, but, uh, you know, that's what's going on there. They interact a little bit. We find it's their yeah. first time both for both of them at the grief group. Yeah, and Judy has a very different outlook than Jen right from the start. She, you can tell she's kind of a positive, upbeat person, even though she's at this grief group. Um, but she's definitely handling her grief um, differently than Jen is. And also she recognizes Jen um, because, because Jen is a real estate agent yeah. and she's seen her face on a, uh, a park bench or something yeah. like that bench. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Because mm-hmm. we don't have bench advertisements in Columbus. No, I never see bench advertisements. Maybe like further downtown there yeah, might be maybe. some. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what, what happens next? Oh, uh, Judy wants to give Jen a hug. Mm-hmm. Judy is Linda Cardellini and um, Jen is just like, no. <laughs> Yeah. And so it continues with that deadpan kind of humor going uh-huh. on there. And even you can tell like by the way that they're dressed that they're very different. Like um Jen is like more um like conservatively like business casual right. attire. Yeah. Well, I think she where, probably is going 
to work after. She looks like yeah, a real estate like agent. Real, yeah, yeah which does. real estate agents always looking. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I see real estate agents. I, I, maybe I'm Facebook friends with some or things like yeah. that. Their pictures on like Facebook, their profile pictures and everything, always just so professional looking. Oh, yeah. There are like a few specific people that I have in my mind right now that I'm like Facebook <laughs> friends with. But like, yes, it's they're like, definitely wow, realtors. That's, that's impressive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish I had those realtor headshots. I've just got a bunch of awkward selfies. Uh, but you do have that one do? professional picture they took at your at your job where you're holding a ukulele. Oh, I do. Yeah, but I'm not posting. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, maybe someday but um, then uh judy is like very kind of not super hipstery but like kind of hipster trendy yeah very like bright and sunny she's wearing like a she's wearing like yellow and like a big like kind of flowy skirt and it like kind of reminds me of that come on get happy song that we were just listening yeah. to yeah and um you know, they go to the grief group. Uh, you know, it's hard to, we're not going to go into all the nuances and details of what's going on there. And it's hard to explain it too, because it's sort of that dark comedy that as we explain it, it's like, that's not that very doesn't funny. Sound funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, the, like the, the guy running the grief group says at one point, um, it's time we talk about the F word and Judy mm-hmm. and Jen kind of exchange looks. And then he says forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And it's like a funny line. Yeah. But it's funnier because of how awkward everything is. Yeah. You know? um, but that kind of um, that triggers uh, Jen to get she gets really upset there. And she says, uh, how do you forgive someone who hits your husband with their car and then drives away, leaving him to bleed to death on the side of the road? Which, yeah. So now we know it's a hit was a hit and run hit and run. Yeah. I think before we didn't know that mm-hmm. it was a run. Right. Uh, just a hit. Right. Hit and run. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And um, I, w- I want to read this quote here. I was looking up things um, about the creator, Liz Feldman, and I, f- and I found a guest column in The Hollywood Reporter as she was talking about this show, Dead to Me. And um, I guess the studio had, they, she does say the studio is very supportive making the show, mm-hmm. um, but there was one thing. Uh, they gave Feldman a note on the script that the Jen character, which is Christina Applegate's character, was, quote, too angry. And this is a, a paragraph from her mm-hmm. guest column in The Hollywood Reporter. Let me read it. It says, there were some obvious explanations for my frustration, starting with the clear double standard. If the roles were reversed and Jen was John, we would have, would have never gotten the, the note. Angry male characters are seen as lovable curmudgeons or tough guys or brilliant misunderstood doctors or cops or dads. But you write an angry woman and you've created a monster. She's scary, unsettling, and upsetting. And you want to know why? An angry woman is powerful. An angry woman rejects the notion that women are the weaker, gentler sex. An angry woman is uncontrollable. And as we know now, she's also very relatable. Uh, needless to say, uh, Liz Feldman did not take the note and she doubled down on the anger of her character. <laughs> yeah, Jen. she sure did. <laughs> and to the studio's credit, obviously they were responsive to her pushing back and allowed her to, to keep the integrity of the character as she'd written in. So. Yeah. And we'll see more about kind of, you know, a lot of the stuff about this show, what's going on with it. It's, it's about processing anger, processing mm-hmm. grief mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And um, rage is one of those stages of grief, right? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. There's, there's seven like, stages, right? I thought there were five stages. I oh, don't know. There could be five. There are seven steps. How many steps are alcoholism? 12 steps. 12, 12 steps. <laughs> seven wonders of the world. Yes. Five stages of grief. Yes, maybe. But Do what not I'm- quote us on that. We are not doctors. We're not doctors. <laughs> <laughs> Counselors. Uh, no. Grief group leaders. <laughs> but one of the stages... I don't know how many there are, but one of them is um, rage, for sure. And um, Jen is definitely stuck in that rage phase. She's feeling the rage. Yeah, for sure. She's feeling the rage. We also find out, too, um, why Judy is there, Linda Cardellini. Um, Her fiancé died of a heart attack. Mm -hmm. And he was young. He was like 40, something Mm -hmm. like that. And um, at the end of the meeting, Jen gives, uh, or Judy gives Jen her number. Um, so maybe they could, uh, she said she can call her if you can't mm-hmm. sleep because, uh, Christina Applegate talks about not being able to sleep mm-hmm. and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. And I think Judy said she doesn't sleep either. She's yeah. An insomniac. Yeah. Side note here too. Um, in the grief group scene, uh, what's her name from family matters? The aunt, aunt Rachel. Aunt Rachel. Aunt, aunt Rachel. Rachel. Yeah. Yes. She is, uh, one of the grief group people in there. The, yeah. the actress who plays aunt Rachel from yeah. family matters. That's Sadly, cool. She doesn't get as much screen time as I would like. Not or as a lot many of screen time. I like. Anytime I see an actor and I'm like, Oh, I recognize that person. I'm yeah. like, they're going to be a big, a yeah, big part yeah. of this. Mm-hmm. And not so much. Yeah. Maybe season two is coming up. Ma- you aunt never Rachel. know. You never know. It could be her season. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to get into like, 
because you've been to like support group oh, kind of true. things, not like grief groups necessarily, but we mentioned yeah. before, we kind of touched on the fact that you had a very curable kind of cancer. Yes. Yep. So I had um, a type of thyroid cancer that is treatable. Um, and so I was treated at a, um, we have a very good hospital here in town for that, that also offers like lots of different support groups tons for, of them yeah, none of them are by of, the beach though so no, work not. on that please <laughs> but, yeah but they are for like there's some for specific types of cancer or specific issues there's that even like come drum circles that they offer i oh, think yeah. i saw they give us there's a pamphlet they're like you programs. can go to a drum circle you can go to a choir a survivor's choir yeah 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 so it's a little different from a grief group but a similar kind of thing a support group um so and we actually went to a couple of them um, we went to one that was for young cancer survivors um, because um, it was for people like under 40 yeah. who had been diagnosed with cancer. I was 27 at the time I was diagnosed. And I remember feeling very out of place there because um, I was dealing with a treatable type of cancer, whereas right. a lot of people there were dealing with um, like, cancers like where the prognosis cancer. was much worse than yeah. mine. Um, like they were looking at you know, I don't know if I'm going to survive this. Because you had um, thyroid cancer, yes. which there are different kinds of it, but mm -hmm. usually it's, usually they call it the you good survive. kind. You know, right, yeah. right. Which we can talk more me, about that too. Or you want to talk about that? Well, yeah, yeah that I was going to say. My other point is, so we went to that young cancer survivor group where it was all types of cancer and I felt out of place. And then we also went to the thyroid cancer specific group um, where I felt out of place as well because even though I had a treatable kind of cancer, mine had um progressed more than it typically does yeah because usually you don't have it, it's like it's just you get uh, a surgery uh -huh. and you now have to take it's a like pill a or something but incision yeah and um just like a cup uh like brief surgery whereas mine was like many hours it was like, like eight hours yeah and they like kind of cut my whole right. neck open and it impacted your vocal cord too yeah also mine had spread to my vocal cord so i had lost my voice and i had to get some <laughs> Um, additional surgeries bring my voice back and typically you do not lose your voice with thyroid cancer right. so that's like a unusual thing yeah so that's a lot of information but it's just to say that I was dealing with some issues that other people in the thyroid cancer group were not dealing with so I felt out of place there as well and it and that um I, I really like thought about that a lot as we were watching this episode because later on in the episode we'll see that um Judy kind of feels like she might not fit into this grief group right all yeah, that yeah, yeah. all that well and maybe jen for other reasons is also feeling that yeah so it's like you go to these, these well groups. also none of them are feeling like they totally fit in because the yeah. the other characters there are like not they're not like weird but there are different kinds of people than them uh -huh. i guess they're a little bit right. they seem to to the outsider they might seem kind of not kooky or weird but uh -huh. like yeah they're they're not I mean, Jen's angry and some of the other people are sad. Yeah. You know, it's just a different kind of vibe, but yeah. Yeah, but you go to like a support group or like um, a grief group because you're, you're think, you think that you have this like kind of shared experience. Um, so everybody's there is kind of going through the same thing. But when you go, you kind of find out, even though you're going through similar things, everybody's experience is still different. Like right. everybody's going through something that other people can't necessarily relate to and that's kind of unique to you um and they talk about that a little bit toward yeah, the end of the episode yeah the, um the grief group counselor the pastor mm -hmm. um he mentions that everyone processes grief differently yeah so yeah. that really rang true to me yeah and i think that you know we're kind of like veering in a few different directions here but even though it's a comedy there's a lot of really relatable things mm -hmm. with this show on that on that level there another yeah. thing too that i want to point out too that um i don't think i have it in my notes here but Christina Applegate too, you know, famously, she went through breast cancer and mm -hmm. she, you know, was very public about it. Yeah, and she got the double. The the actress did. Yeah, 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 yeah. In yeah. Life. yeah. Mm -hmm. Although I'll do a little slight spoiler here. Mm -hmm. The character does as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she mentioned in the interview with Terry Gross on Fresh Air that she wanted that to be put into the script mm -hmm. so that that i don't know what was in there originally i don't know how much that you know like no but it definitely adds dimension to the yeah. character's backstory because she got the double mastectomy is that what it's mastectomy, called yep. mastectomy uh and um and she talked about that on the podcast or on the um on fresh mm -hmm. air uh but which uh, is so great when you know people who are in the public eye are um you know do 
make that stuff public and they're open about their experiences because so many people are going through those right, things. Right, yeah. And it, it just helps you feel less alone. And she talked about that on the podcast, but she also talked about how when when it happened, um, I don't remember exactly what she said, but it was something about how everybody said, oh, you're so, you're so brave or, mm-hmm. it, you know, this really, you know, you because I think she got ahead of it with the double mastectomy. Yeah. And so it was like, oh, you, you know, you're going to be okay. And that's good. And it's like, she was like, in the moment, it was good for her to say like, yeah, I know. Yep. I'll mm-hmm. be a powerful person for everybody. But looking back on it, she was saying like, I wish I wouldn't have acted that way because it mm-hmm. was so hard. Like part of my body is gone now. It's right. not like, which is sort of like how people told you you had the good kind of cancer. Yeah, and it's, and it's like, like, well, no. but you can't hear what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, my I've, voice doesn't work yeah, anymore. I've, I've so. since like had some surgeries to strengthen right. my voice. So yeah, but it's take still not that 100%, cancer. But, You're podcasting. But yeah, for a while it was just like a whisper and it was. <laughs> yeah. <rough>. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, so they get, they get, do get into some heavy issues in the show. So, um, yeah. And I, um, so we talked about how this is like a, a comedy, but it's a dark comedy. And right. I'm just really glad that we're kind of at a point in culture and in TV where genres are less rigid than they used to be. Like mm-hmm. you can you can tell um, a story that is sad or dark or and it could still be funny and it can still be funny because that's what like life is like that's like life doesn't really, fit yeah. into like a specific genre necessarily oh i mean even if anything ever like sad happens we're mm-hmm. always also laughing about oh yeah it. we've yeah we always make jokes about things that um you know like sometimes people will say things like that you can never make a joke about that yeah. and it's like oh Oh, I totally could. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing yeah. it right now in my head. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> right. yeah, I like that, too. It's uh, definitely genre bending. And it's also mm-hmm. a mystery, this show. Is, yeah, um, that's, that's cool, They too. unfold things throughout each episode. Um, but, hey, let's let's get back into the episode. Mm-hmm. So, the next scene after the grief group, we're, we're back at Jen's house, Christina Applegate's house. We do see she's got two kids. She's got an older son uh, named Charlie and a younger son named Henry. Mm-hmm. And Charlie is, like, the worst, right? <laughs> yeah, he's kind of a... He's kind of a jerk, um, but he also lost his dad a couple months ago. So, all right. Also, he's a teenager, and they like tend to be jerks. I think, but you know, uh, some of them. But yeah, he he's giving his mom a hard time. He's he's difficult. Yeah, and then Henry, the younger one, he's a sweet boy. Very sweet. Yeah, he's <laughs> yes. got a great attitude. Yeah, I I hope our little baby is nice like that. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Odds are he'll probably go through both of those phases what? at different times. I oh, think most man. people do. <laughs> I never. I've always been just sweet and adorable. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, but then later on we do see it's um it's nighttime and Jen is having a hard time going to sleep. It's like midnight and um. She calls Judy. She sees her number there, and yeah, uh, that, which, that she gave him earlier, which is a little surprising because it didn't really seem like they were very similar. I, I think she's even surprised at herself that she wants to call Judy. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because I think she would like to think that she's strong and can handle things on her own, but she wants somebody to talk to. And they talk for like hours, and they they you know it starts off a little bit awkward, and they joke back and forth. It's kind mm-hmm. of a fun little conversation, but you know they talk about their deceased husbands Mm -hmm. um they exchange some pictures of the deceased husbands we do find out that uh uh jen's husband he had been uh jogging recently like he'd Mm -hmm. been doing a lot of running which is actually how he got killed he was out jogging um and we find out that uh jen or yeah judy's husband Mm -hmm. is uh well we see you can't really see it in there you'll see uh, a little bit later but But um, christina applegate's character sees a picture because yeah and he's um Played by James Marsden. Mm-hmm. Super hottie. From The Notebook. Can we just say it? Yeah, from The Notebook. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's fantastic the in this show, the by notebook. the way. Yeah, the other yeah. guy, not Ryan Gosling. No. Although, after seeing this show and, you know, his character... You think he should be the main guy? I'm just saying. He is just a treasure. Is he in Enchanted? Is he like I the prince in that? Yeah. I think he is. He's like funny he's very charming he really is charismatic yeah yeah mm-hmm. um but uh you know he's just in a picture in this point yeah um, a, a picture of him and judy in front of a very big nice house like a really nice house like yeah, last like week we were talking about big nice. little lies and their nice houses mm-hmm. and i realized you don't really see the front of those houses at least in the first few episodes uh-huh. um, but you do see the front of this house here and my goodness it doesn't even look like a house i don't even know no, it doesn't. how it you like start maybe a museum a museum yeah a yeah. museum of modern uh arts and whatnot mm-hmm. um but 
Judy and Jen. They stay on the phone for a long time, and you know, Jen asks if Judy will just stay on the phone as she falls asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that's nice. And they've talked for several mm-hmm. hours. And Judy is like a very sweet person, and she um, is very upbeat, and warm. Yeah, and totally willing to just listen while. Jen falls asleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the next part, um, it's kind of the next day, but then it's also sort of like a little passage of time happens. And uh, we hear Don't Worry Baby playing by mm-hmm. uh, the Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. We see shots of Jen driving around and also looking at cars um, with front end damage, trying to figure out, presumably, uh, if these cars that have damage at the on them are mm-hmm. somehow related to her husband's unsolved hit and run. Yeah. And uh, we also see Judy um, working at an assisted living facility, mm-hmm. which I don't remember if he has any lines in the uh, pilot here, and maybe he does a little bit later, but she's working with Ed Asner at one point in there, the actor mm-hmm. Ed Asner mm-hmm. uh, from Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah, and he's many Lou other Grant, things. Uh, the boss on Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You wanted to talk a little bit about the show, or the, uh, the song that's playing there, though, Don't Worry Baby by the Beach Boys. Oh, yeah, I just... It kind of stood out to me because that is a song about um, it's about a race car driver who's like um, kind of nervous that um, he might get get hurt driving or might potentially die driving. Um, And it's kind of like about his like girlfriend, like cheering him on and reassuring him that things are going to turn out okay. And that just stood out to me again because like driving does factor into this show. Yeah, mm-hmm. good music choices in yeah. here. We should have listened to the soundtrack on Spotify. Yeah, we didn't do that today. We should have done that. Oh, man, because these mm-hmm. songs are fun. They are. Yeah, they really work well with that dark comedy vibe. Yeah, and it's kind of a wide range of music on this show. Oh, it is. At some point, there's like some some heavy metal. Yeah. Some, I, I looked it up. I can see they're like German or Swedish or something like yeah. that. Um, but uh, um, so, and then we kind of see... Uh, another shot of Jen and Judy talking on the phone. Um, they're talking about the show, The Facts of Life, which is on TV. And then it kind of cuts. And now mm-hmm. Judy, I don't know if it's the same night or just the next time they're talking on the phone or whatever, because it looks like it's on a Nick at Night channel or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, Judy is over at Jen's house and they're out. Mm-hmm. They're drinking wine in the backyard. Jen's house is beautiful. She's got like mm-hmm. a pool. I think the poster for the uh, show, they're like both laying in a pool kind of. Oh, yeah. Speaking of that poster, there's another show on Hulu that had like almost the same poster we saw recently. What yeah, I forget it? what it was. I think it's one of those ones where the like, it's it's for the one of the shows on like Freeform where the girl moves to L.A. Yeah, and but it's like working. a very like eye catching. They're laying in image. the pool, but like their legs are on the outside of the. Yeah, the and water. then I think it kind of like the the their vantage point like shifts and something like then that. You, like, yeah, see that they're actually like lying in the water. Right. Like w- w- when you're watching it on on netflix and you see like the the trailer for the show yeah but yeah so this other show on hulu is doing almost the same poster and i'm not sure which one came first i think the one on, well it's not a hulu show i think it's like just on hulu yeah. but i think that probably came first but yeah eh, it's, uh, i don't know i'm sure there have been people that have done that Interesting. shot like i think that's probably if i if I scrolled through the old Instagram but long enough. it's weird that they like both came out around the same time, right? Like, oh, this might've came out like, like a I've year worked, ago though. I've worked in advertising oh, and if well, yeah. you could not, if somebody else is doing something similar to well, what that, you're doing at all, like it's a big issue. That poster could have came out like a year ago. They could have just like released a season. Yeah, a no, year is too close. Wow. A year is way too close. Anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway it is, it is a topic. cool poster though for <laughs> okay. Dead to Me. Yeah. Um, but uh they're hanging out at Jen's house. They're drinking wine. They're watching the facts of life. They sort of debate about whether or not Jen is a Blair or a Joe, which I've never watched the facts of life, and I don't know anything about those characters. <laughs> I haven't watched it either, but I know enough to know that like Joe is like a tomboy, and Blair is kind of like a preppy, like sorority girl type person. Well, I think Jen is definitely a Blair then, right? Yeah. 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 And, and Judy is a Joe. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I think there's some other characters on that show too that maybe are a better fit, but okay, I don't know. I wonder if that's streaming anywhere. I haven't seen it on anything, so I don't, I don't know. know. I remember that being on Nick at Night, and I was like, ah, oh, that doesn't look like it's for me. Look, if I'm watching Nick at Night, <laughs> I either want I Love Lucy mm-hmm. or, or the Dick Van Dyke Show. You know, I never watched that one actually. <gasps> I Love oh, Lucy. It's so good. Or you know, I need some kind of a uh, supernatural element. I need some Bewitched. I need some oh, I Dream of Genie. Was the Facts of Life is in color, right? Yes. I didn't like any of the ones that were in color mm-hmm. on, on Nick and Night. Give me black and white on Nick and Night. <laughs> um, but uh, 
we we see um I, I guess Judy and Jen then later on they like get in the car because they talk about does uh have you tried meditation to deal with some of your anger mm-hmm. and Jen's like I've got my own form of meditation and they get in the mm-hmm. car and they blare some heavy metal music mm-hmm. which is like that's, the worst kind of heavy metal Jen's music form of meditation yeah. yeah and then they also I definitely didn't find it soothing it's not <laughs> it is not it's very abrasive mm-hmm. uh and then they drive around and um look at some cars with front end damage in it and Jen kind of explains that whole process to Judy mm-hmm. and um and then we see them uh, smoking weed by the beach, mm-hmm. which, you know, that's California, California. you know, do what you do. <laughs> uh, at one point, Jen says, thanks for not saying and doing the same stupid stuff that everybody says and does that just makes you feel more alone than you already are, which we kind of mm-hmm. touched on that a little bit yeah. earlier, the way yeah. people... I mean, people mean well, but, you know, nobody really knows what to say or do when somebody is going through a rough time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you know, the next part we see, uh, you know, there's another little passive time cut. Um, and Jen surprises Judy by giving her a call and saying, uh, you know, like, oh, hey. And Judy's like, hey, should I come on over? And Jen's like, actually, I'm on my way to your house. Mm-hmm. And that is clear that that uh, startles Judy, I guess. Yeah. And Judy's like, but you don't even know where I live. But she sent that picture, that beautiful front of that yeah, house. Yeah, a very, like... And she just, told her which city she lived in, yeah, too. And she yeah. knew kind of the area, because she's, she's a realtor. Right, it's a very distinctive-looking house, yeah. So as a realtor, she recognizes it, and she's on her way over there. Yeah, and uh, and then she gets there, and Steve, which is Judy's dead husband, answers the door, James Marsden. Yeah, dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, that's, yeah. he's not dead. Not dead to me. Yeah, he, not dead to anyone. Alive. Totally alive. Alive to everybody. <laughs> and, uh. He's not a ghost. This isn't a paranormal show. No. <laughs> yeah. I don't think. What if it was oh. and we missed that? Oh, or we spoiled it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he was dead the whole time. Um, and, uh, but no, we find out that Judy and Steve broke up two months ago. Mm-hmm. He didn't yeah. die. They Judy's just broke up. Not living at that house. She's yeah. not living there. Mm-hmm. She lied. Yeah. So what's Jen, going on with Jen Judy? Is, uh, confused. She's angry. Mm-hmm. Um. Kind of just you know, it's disappointed. Yeah. Um. She does give her card to uh, James Marsden, her real estate card, saying mm-hmm. you know it's a seller's market. So yeah, because you know. this is a this would be a hot property. It's a very it, nice house. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then next we see the grief group again. And Jen confronts Judy, and mm-hmm. she is angry. And, yeah. You know, and kind of calls her out to everybody, you know, about mm-hmm. how she lied and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But then yeah. we find out that um, Judy does have reason to have grief, mm-hmm. even though she lied about her uh, husband being dead. Mm-hmm. Um, they broke up because they've been trying to get pregnant for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, and she's she, had a series of miscarriages. Five miscarriages. Yeah, the most recent one was a few months ago, and and that kind of ended their relationship. Yeah. So she's grieving that loss. And Jen, like, believes her, you know, but doesn't mm-hmm. buy it. Doesn't buy it that that's, you know, she came and lied just to be a part of this grief group. Yeah, and everybody else in the group, for the most part, seems to be a little more sympathetic. Yeah, they to, side with Judy. Judy, and even the the pastor, the guy running the group. Uh-huh. Uh, we mentioned before, he says everyone processes yeah. grief in different yeah. ways. Although I think one other person there at the grief group does say like, find another group, Judy, or something like like <laughs> this isn't the right group to you. Which kind of touches on how we were talking earlier about how it's hard to find something that exactly fits your experience. You know, because yeah. everybody's is a little bit different. Um, but, but yeah, overwhelmingly, the people in the group think that um, Judd is being a little hard on Judy and that right. Judy's grief is still valid. Yeah, and I definitely do think Judy's grief is valid. For sure. Especially, yeah. too, because this is like a church-run uh, group, you know? Uh-huh. I mean, really, anybody with grief should be able to show up. And, yeah. And, you know, lying about it, yeah. probably not good, but people but do maybe, process it yeah, differently. Yeah, maybe you're not ready to be totally open with strangers right away that reminded me of the episode of the office where i know what you're gonna say they're all talking about what is the context of that one is that Uh, it's when uh, is that when ed truck died uh, I don't remember. I think that I, no, I think it's a different one. Well, because that's I the one with the pigeon, the with, with the yeah, bird. Yeah, it's the one where the bird flew into the door. Anyway, but they're I all. I think it might also be the one where 
Ed truck. It could died. be, but all but the characters yeah. in the office, they're they're in the conference room and they're going around and sharing sad yeah, stories of loss. Yeah, because Michael Scott is forcing them to do that to talk about uh, a loss. In and their then life. Uh, what's his face? Ryan yeah. tells basically the plot of the Lion King. Yeah, yeah. Well, that I think that's after Pam tells the plot of a Million Dollar Baby. Oh right. Yeah. And then I oh uh what's his name um. The other guy. Oh, uh, Kevin, Kevin does start- Weekend at Birdies, and <laughs> yes. that's what Michael catches on. <laughs> yeah, that's a great scene yeah. on a great show. So, but, yeah, it does remind me. Sometimes of that. it is okay to lie at grief group meetings, <laughs> but don't be so yeah, obvious, if Kevin. If your weird boss is <laughs> forcing you to talk about your grief in the middle of the workday for no apparent reason, yeah, go ahead and lie. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Um, the Lion King, speaking of that, that comes out next month. Oh, yeah. I'm excited uh-huh. about that. We'll be probably covering uh, the show Atlanta around that time at some point. Because yeah, that also Donald stars Glover Donald Glover. In the Lion King. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But hey, um, Jen starts to sort of rethink about how she lashed out at Judy mm-hmm. and decides to go visit her at her job. She mm-hmm. works at an assisted living facility mm-hmm. and she apologizes for getting so angry. And. Um, we do find out too then that Judy actually lives in the assisted living facility, like in an empty room. She's yeah. not secretly old. Yeah, uh, <laughs> since her relationship with um, what's his name, James Marsden, right. ended. Steve. Steve ended. She's been living there. And uh, Jen invites Judy to move in with her. She's got like a a pool house kind of yeah, place. Yeah, a guest house, yeah, which is a very house. California thing. I think. Yeah, they had a guest <laughs> house in Fresh Prince of Bel Air. That's where uh, Will yeah. lived for a while. There, they have one on Parenthood. That's where Lauren Graham's character. Oh man, should we get a guest house? I don't think there's room for it. These guest houses are always nice. They're, <laughs> they're not like nice. tiny houses or anything like that. No, they're like a full house in the back of your existing house. <laughs> they're they're like full house exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I. I was looked at. I saw another article um, as I was researching this from Vulture titled "The Rise of the Female Buddy Dramedy," and it talked about a lot of different things that have been coming out recently. Things like Big Little Lies, mm-hmm. uh, things like the movie Book Smart, mm-hmm. um, Playing House is a show I've mentioned. Oh on yeah, here sure. Before. Yeah. Definitely a, a lady buddy. What did what did we call it? Female lady <laughs> buddies. Buddy. Bosom buddies. Exactly. <laughs> uh, female buddy dramedy. Yeah. Yeah, and um, this. Uh, line from it it talks about it says even dead to me which is a female relationship study as well as an exploration of grief and a murder mystery it puts its co-protagonists in close proximity to each other christina applegate's jen a recent widow invites linda cardellini judy linda cardellini's judy whose engagement has dissolved to live with her in her guest house when she realizes that judy is essentially homeless this touches yeah. on another key feature of these recent female buddy dramedies, the emphasis they play on women supporting one another. Yeah, which is really nice. You know? It's, it's nice to see. I, we was just, I was just talking the other day when we were watching Big Little Lies, which, you know, I'd only watched like the first episode when we got back into mm-hmm. uh, doing the podcast last week. Um, but I'm like four or five episodes in the first season now. But I was talking to you, I was telling you how it makes me feel empowered. Oh like yeah, a, yeah. <laughs> like, like a strong, a strong powerful woman. woman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what were you gonna say though? Were you saying well, something? I was gonna say it just now struck me um, that this is kind of a, a full house setup that we've got where oh, we've yeah. got like a, a widow mm-hmm. and inviting somebody else into the the house to help right. um, after after the loss. So Linda Cardellini is Uncle Jesse and Joey and Joey combo. Wow. Two for one. Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen are that sweet little boy, Henry. Yes. And uh, the jerk one is DJ. Yeah. And Stephanie. No, Stephanie. Oh, yeah. No, Stephanie. Although DJ was kind of a jerk in that Full House pilot, which you can listen to. Yeah. Um, We talked about the Full House pilot on one of our earlier episodes. Yeah. And Stephanie was just comic relief. She really was. Just really killing it. She, you know. From a comedy perspective. Jody Sweeten, you can't get any sweeter. (laughs) True. (laughs) Um, So... Let's talk about the final scene of the mm-hmm. episode. Um, and let me just I mean, say this. Here, this is where things take a turn. Things I saw it coming. I think you saw it coming. Co- saw it coming but... from a mile away, but we'll talk a little bit yeah. about that here. Um, so the final scene, we see Judy getting her things from a storage unit because, mm-hmm. of course, she's moving in mm-hmm. um, with uh, Christina Applegate. She's not getting everything out of the storage unit, but she's just, just gathering some things. Mm-hmm. And then we see the reveal she has a car in that storage unit with front end damage. Yeah, a, a person-sized dent, I think, a was what Christina Applegate dent. had um, said she was looking for 
on cars earlier in the episode. And then we hear yeah. Get Happy playing again as mm-hmm. the camera kind of goes away there and yeah. the door of the storage unit closes and that's the episode. Yeah. So let's talk about that ending. So okay. the implication there obviously is that Linda Cardellini hit Christina Applegate's yes. husband and yes. killed him in a hit and run. But we still don't know like why is she inserting herself into Christina Applegate's life? Like, what's her motivation for doing that? Yeah, although we do is see, it, like, a little line in there somewhere. Oh, man, when they're talking about the F word, forgiveness, mm-hmm. you see her kind of perk up at that. So yeah. there's that going on. But yeah. I do want to say about that ending. So you mentioned before we saw that coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I felt like there was something about this show. You know, part of what we want to do is sort of do we recommend watching it, give our mm-hmm. review or critique, but just also kind of talk and all, everything. Um, I felt like that ending was so obvious. It, it was. It hurt a little bit because as soon as you saw Linda Cardellini and how she was acting, like as soon as you saw her, it was like, oh, she definitely ran over her husband. Yeah. Like that was. And that, the, the ending with the car, I would have kept that reveal for maybe the second episode, maybe even further on than that. I would have probably ended the pilot with the the James Marsden scene where we see him and, and he's see alive. that he's alive. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would have been a good ending to the pilot. So that's my critique. But I think month. so this show does some cool things though. So for one, the whole style and comedic tone, that dark comedic tone mm-hmm. of the show, that kind of carried me through and it was like, well we're gonna keep watching this because mm-hmm. you know, you know, it's got people I like in it and it's yeah. kinda funny. So we'll keep watching it. We'll see where they go with this. Mm -hmm. But, you know, without giving anything away, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, it's it's a big tip. Um, Yeah, because we will learn more about why Judy is... um buddying up to yeah. to Jen and um, because we don't know at this point like is does she have a good motivation or does she have a bad motivation and like, did uh, she kill her husband on purpose right. we don't know almost the almost every episode at least the first few episodes end with a cliffhanger like that yeah. like something new gets revealed and you're like what uh-huh. that's what's going on uh-huh. what now which is cool and then they don't always necessarily pick it up right where we left off either where it's just kind of you know it's not in a bad way but it's like mm-hmm. you get back into it and you're like what's gonna go on with that thing though that you left off on the last episode i think i saw i read like an interview probably in like a what do they call them like weekly reader or something like that something you read in elementary school and mm-hmm. there was an interview with rl stein the goosebumps author and mm-hmm. it was like how do you write well from rl stein <laughs> which whatever uh but <laughs> it was like um always leave them wanting more that's why i end each chapter of my books with it he probably doesn't talk like that each chapter of me he probably talks like i don't know what he, was that? uh but each chapter of my book with a cliffhanger ending one giving them you one more he does i still remember like oh yeah some uh, some chapter endings in R.L. Stein books that kept me wanting more. So, I know yeah. R.L. Stein. He, he did it. He leaves puts you begging for more. Where, puts his money where his mouth is. That's yeah. right. I'd like to put my money uh, where. No. Okay. Let's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's. Okay. So that's the end of the episode. Um, what else do we want to say about it? So look, we would recommend watching he it. Would. I think they showed their hand a little early yeah um, with and this i think pilot episode but still um worth, i would say worth watching a good show a fun a fun summer watch mm-hmm. um but definitely it wasn't something where i was like oh my gosh it's so good but hey if somebody's looking to watch something i'd be into it definitely i like it it mm-hmm. does there are part t- parts of it though where you're like oh man it's not cringy but it's like uh, uh what are they gonna do mm, you know yeah and then without spoiling anything we mentioned at the beginning that this show has been renewed for a second season um and that's another thing where i feel like that is a mistake i would have found a way to wrap this story up we're fans with one of, season we're fans of limited series guys. yeah especially for things wrap that are up. dramas or that have um a, a draw a dramedy any yeah, sort yeah. of um, mystery going on. I would like to see that wrapped up in one season. Well, Maybe do an just, anthology sometimes if you want to oh, keep yeah, it going. Yeah, different people yeah. that are dead to yeah. different people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, obviously I can understand why they wouldn't want to do that. And you want to like keep... If yeah, you're, keep it like, going. If, if you got a good thing going. You can keep it going. You can keep money making money off of it. You know, from their perspective, why not do that? But from a storytelling perspective, I would have wrapped it up. Hey, speaking of shows that Netflix makes that they want to make some money off of by making some new seasons off of it. (laughs) Um, Next week, we are going to be talking about the pilot episode of 
Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. That was a good segue. <laughs> I do feel that way about I, Stranger Things. You know, I am a good segue person. Yeah, uh, you, not ride, as good, you actually ride a segue. That's what well, I was going to say. Not as good as that guy <laughs> that came to our door the other day trying to sell us bug um, control or something. multiple times on his segue, <laughs> and we have not answered the door. <laughs> and then he goes speeding away down yeah. the road. Um, but uh, sorry if you're listening to this. Yeah, Wouldn't that be I'm weird sorry. if he was listening to this? Yeah, um, I know. you got to make a living. We've all got to do it. But um, Now that I've drifted <laughs> off topic from my segue, uh, we'll be talking about Stranger Things next week, the pilot episode. Um, Stranger Things, of course, is releasing their third season on July 4th. Um, 2019, which, Mm -hmm. you know, that's fun. July 4th, 2019, releasing the third season of Stranger Things. Fun summertime show, throwback to the 1980s. And um, so, hey, uh, that's pretty much all we got here for today. So, Oh, we did want to do a shout out. I I got it right here. It's coming up. Um, So if you could, follow us on Facebook Mm -hmm. at You, Me, and TV. Do it. Um, follow us on Twitter at you, me, and TV Pod, on Instagram at you, me, and TV Podcast, or if you want to, you can also email us at mm-hmm. you, me, and TV Podcast at gmail.com. And we actually got a fan uh, emailing us the other day. Yeah, Thomas. Thanks so much, Thomas. Thanks, Thomas. We, we mentioned on our earlier, uh, one of our earlier episodes that, you know, email us if you got suggestions of shows that you might want us to yeah, cover, and, and we'll Thomas take a look. We'll see like if we could. Several awesome yeah, suggestions. That's for awesome. Us. Love and to I think hear we're from the fans. Do, um, at least one of them coming up probably in the next month i think so yeah. yeah so you know reach out to us yeah. we are very active on all the social media platforms and everything so um also hey subscribe give us a five-star review on apple podcasts mm-hmm. spotify mm-hmm. wherever you listen to stuff yeah and I don't if know you want to give us like a one-star review just maybe just move on just move on maybe listen just, to like, another podcast then yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't come in give a one-star review and leave yeah it feels like a personal attack it hurts it doesn't feel good. You know, also, you could find us on YouTube, too, um, which is a place you can subscribe, I guess, if that's, oh, yeah. if that's what you're into video, as well. It's, it's not a video. It's just the audio. Yeah. Um, I Obviously, you would want the video for our, our beauty, which I mentioned earlier uh, about your beauty, but no. Um, hey, you know what? I think I think that's all we got on Dead to Me. So, hey, tune in next week. We'll be talking about Stranger Things. And, mm-hmm. um, oh, you know what? I should say here before I finish off, Dead to Me is also the name of a band I really like. Oh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. look, if you're into punk music at all, check out the band dead to me they're fantastic i i, I just i just wanted because every time i pull up i'm like we're gonna watch dead to me it's like oh dead to me man i love mm-hmm. dead to me it's like one of my favorite bands yeah um so had to throw that out there yeah eh, anyway shout out. you know what shout out to dead to me mm-hmm. if you're listening to the podcast that'd be weird it would. <laughs> be cool though yeah anyway hey that's uh that's all we got so uh until then bye, bye.